Coming up on 5-Minute News. Landmark voting rights legislation passed in New York. Ukraine on the back foot despite Western arms supplies. And Germany maintains the year 2030 to end coal despite supply issues. It's Tuesday, June 21. I'm Anthony Davis. New York's governor signed a law on Monday intended to prevent local officials from enacting rules that might suppress people's voting rights because of their race. The John R. Lewis Voting Rights Act, named after the late civil rights activist who represented Georgia in the U.S. House, makes New York one of the first states to bring back a version of a process known as preclearance that was gutted by a landmark Supreme Court decision in 2013. Under the Federal Voting Rights Act of 1965, states and counties, with a record of suppressing the rights of black voters, once had to seek U.S. Justice Department approval before changing voting rules. The court's ending of that practice on the grounds that federal oversight was no longer needed helped clear the way for multiple states to enact new rules around voting in recent years. Now, local governments or school districts with a record of discrimination in New York must gain approval from state officials in order to pass certain voting policies. We're going to change our election laws so we no longer hurt minority communities, Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat, said at a bill-signing ceremony in Brooklyn. The new state law will also expand language assistance for voters who don't use English as a first language and also provide legal tools to fight discriminatory voting provisions. An effort in the U.S. Congress to revive parts of the Voting Rights Act failed to make it through the Senate. Democrats who backed the New York legislation said laws like it are still needed. Ukrainian troops holed up in a bombed-out house in eastern Ukraine have kept a careful accounting of their ammunition, using a door as a sort of ledger. Scrawled in chalk are figures for mortar shells, smoke shells, shrapnel shells and flares. Despite the heavy influx of weapons from the West, Ukrainian forces are outgunned by the Russians in the battle for the eastern Donbass region, where the fighting is largely being carried out by way of artillery exchanges. While the Russians can keep up heavy, continuous fire for hours at a time, the defenders can't match the enemy in either weapons or ammunition and must use their ammo more judiciously. At an outpost in eastern Ukraine, dozens and dozens of mortar shells are stacked up, but the troops' commander lamented that if his fighters were to come under an intense artillery barrage, their cash would, at best, amount to only about four hours' worth of return fire. Ukrainian authorities say the West's much-ballyhooed support for the country is not sufficient and is not arriving on the battlefield fast enough for this grinding and highly lethal phase of the war. While Russia has kept quiet about its war casualties, Ukrainian authorities say up to 200 of their soldiers are dying each day. Russian forces are gaining ground slowly in the east, but experts say they are taking heavy losses. The United States last week upped the ante with its largest pledge of aid for Ukrainian forces yet, an additional billion dollars in military assistance to help repel or reverse Russian advances. 
But experts note that such aid deliveries haven't kept pace with Ukraine's needs, in part because defence industries aren't turning out weaponry fast enough. The German government said on Monday that it remains committed to its goal of phasing out coal as a power source by 2030, despite deepening worries about a cut in Russia's gas supplies. Russia's Gazprom announced last week that it was sharply reducing supplies through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline to Germany for what it said were technical reasons. The German government said the move appeared to be politically motivated. On Sunday, Economy Minister Robert Habeck said that Germany will try to compensate for the move by allowing increased burning of coal, a more polluting fossil fuel. Habeck, a member of the Green Party, said the move was bitter but simply necessary to lower gas usage. In neighbouring Netherlands, the government announced on Monday that despite Moscow's reductions in gas deliveries to parts of Europe, it still plans to close the biggest Dutch natural gas field in 2023 or 2024, but will also allow coal-fired power stations to operate at full capacity again in order to conserve gas that would otherwise be burned to produce electricity. The government had been phasing out the use of coal to generate power by allowing coal-fired power stations to operate to only a maximum 35% of their capacity in recent years, and it aims to transition to sustainable energy to cut greenhouse gas emissions. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz's three-party government committed itself to completing the phase-out of coal ideally by 2030 in its coalition agreement late last year. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.